Hi, I'm Rob McConkie. Welcome to the Happy Hacker Goes West in 2022. I'm with 150 golfers travelling through Western Queensland, playing a couple of rounds of golf each weekend at Roma, Tambo, Buckhalden, Winton, The Iser and Birdsville. We're all after the winner's gold jacket and a million dollars for a hole-in-one at Birdsville. On the way, I'm checking out the vibe of the local communities in Western Queensland. What makes them tick? Today we're in Roma, a cattle and gas town of 7,000 people at the head of the Murray-Darling River system, five hours northwest of Brisbane. We meet Jess Townsend, the founder and owner of Dusty Creek. Jess wears many hats. She's a mother, a photographer, a brand designer, and although she may not know it, a very successful business owner. Jess, you've had a fantastically busy morning at your Dusty Creek Country Clothing and Boutique. A frantic morning. What was, what was going through the door? Oh, so many people today. So just an average Saturday in Roma. We get um, a fantastic mix of um, locals, travellers, uh, families in for the footy. Um, local race meets are on soon. So we get um, lots of young people and then people buying gifts. I've sold a heap of gift cards a day too. And is it busy all year round or are you particularly busy at some times of year? Yeah, it's a very seasonal town as um, a lot of country towns are. We have a lot of events that help speed things up and then we do have slow times. We had a very slow January, February this year where we actually had COVID in our town for the first time. So that definitely um, slowed things up, but it's a great time to catch up on other jobs. We definitely had a massive Easter. So the big events of Easter in the country here um, definitely keep us on our toes. And um, we had a, a really good turnout um, this year without masks and COVID and stuff around. So it's a great little uh, thriving town in Roma. We, we have a, um, we're very, very lucky. And we're a crossroads town, so there's always um, people travelling through and you get to meet so many cool people. And a lot of people know us from online and they actually come through just to see us. So it's really exciting to meet them face-to-face. Well, how did Dusty Creek start? Oh, well, it's just little old me. But I, um, 10 years ago, or probably a little bit longer now, I've always loved uh, rural life and promoting it and celebrating it. And I picked up a camera. Um, my father got it for me as a wedding present, a um, little entry-level DSLR, and I was Dusty Creek Photography. So why Dusty? I have a beautiful daughter named Lacey who was supposed to be a boy and she was going to be Dusty. <laughs> and uh, when she wasn't Dusty and I didn't work out having my little boy, I just called my business Dusty. And so it is my baby in a way. And then a few years ago, I knew I could never um, work hour for hour as a photographer and support my daughter just doing that. But I knew that the passion for photography and using it as a tool within a business to promote a product was an idea and it definitely took off. So I started creating trucker caps um, in 2019. In March, I sold my quad bike and my horse float and I bought 500 caps. And by the end of 2019, beginning of 20. 20, I was selling like hundreds and hundreds all over Australia. I had that established before COVID. So that's 2019. So by the time COVID had hit, 
we'd sort of had our online platform going. We had our, our bit of a customer base. They, they knew our vibe. They knew the territory-style trucker cap or, or station-style caps. You didn't have to be a contract musterer's friend or elders to get one. You could go buy yourself one. And, and we put together nice, colourful ones. We put patterns under the brim. And it did all just start with trucker caps. But I think as the story rolled along and we made more products like a fishing shirt and a T-shirt and a polo to go with those caps, people just kept coming back for more. So when COVID hit, a big panic for me at the time was, oh my God, am I going to like crash and lose my baby business? We thrived. We just completely boomed. And um, from that point, I opened a shop, like, because everyone used to come to my shed and gra- grab stuff on their way home and stuff, or I'd deliver around town. Like, I had an old Prado just full to the brim with parcels <laughs> every week, and I'd pack them all up in my back room and deliver them around town and deliver them to a rodeo or wherever I was. And um, so I opened a little shop just to pop up. And then it kind of had some more demands and here we are with a big storm. <laughs> and the range of clothing you've got yeah. and the colour of the clothing. I mean, there's some, it really blends in. Everything blends in. I mean, you've got caps, you've got jackets, you've got jeans, you've got T-shirts, you've got jumpers, you've got the most beautiful boots as well as the trucker caps. Yeah, I know. And, do you know, um, it's very hard to target this many types of people mm this many age groups as well as genres but I've, I've, I kind of jokingly say I call it my cowboy cotton on it's kind of it's got men women and a little bit of kids we're working on more kids but I kind of tie the modern and country together so um, it's not western but it's not country RM Williams but it's like this blend of of both my heritage as being Australian mm. and American together but in a way that any average Joe would come in and feel comfortable. They're going to come in and go, I like that. I'm not country, but I'd wear that. I still kick up dust. I still drive a car down the beach flat out or I, or I, or I down a back road or go camping or, or I'm just a truck driver. But if you're on a horse or chasing a cow, you're kicking up dust. So a dusty life, a dusty creek, and then the blend of all the stuff I have in here is to make people feel like they like they can walk in here and be comfortable and go try something on and belong or be a part of something more than just wearing a piece of fabric. And I think that's part of our little mini success story, I guess. How important is having the shop? Because you could you could run your business totally online, couldn't you? Yeah, and we were online to start, but I think I got comfortable, see, and I don't like getting comfortable. Yeah. I don't like comfort zones because there's no growing there. So I was we were doing really, really well. So it is just my daughter and I. But I was doing really well from home, but I got bored, I guess you could say, because mm. I missed the people. And I was just out the back of my house packing orders, taking photos, but I, I didn't get to see the people. So I threw myself in the deep end by opening a shop, and it was literally supposed to be 12 months, <laughs> and a pop-up shop. And then I don't know, I very, I'm very adaptable. So I think... If if something get throws on my on my lap and I'm just gonna adapt to it and the, the market was here the the young ones wanted something like mm. this the people wanted this so I just kept growing and kept growing and kept getting more stuff and supplying more things and sourcing more things that they needed or adding to the vibe I already had mm. in here and I, I'm I'm a big person for vibe I feel that businesses have this opportunity to sell a feeling as much as a product and what's I, your feeling. My feeling, oh, just that everyone welcome and Mm. not many brands that you can walk into and buy from the person who owns Mm. it. And I feel that that direct to the market, that feedback that, hey, Jess, could you Mm. do this in this color? Hey, Jess, Mm. I love this shirt, but 
the sleeves are a bit long or, yep, I'll put that into action. You can't do that. You can't walk into an RM Williams shop and give feedback, well, not mm. as particularly RMs, but anywhere or Ariad or Wrangler because we don't know who they are. Mm. So I think in some cases that's been a real benefit to, I don't know, put a face to a name and... Connections. It's all about connections. It Tell really us about is. your source of your, your goods. Source of my goods. So um, obviously because of the quantities I have to purchase, mm. back in the day I used to like oh, hand make a fair few things. What did you I, make? Well, I, I still make chokers and earrings and like neck scarves mm. and stuff. I cannot follow patterns very well. I'm pretty <laughs> basic. My, um, my Annie Medina and my grandma Townsend and my cousin Morgan – all are amazing seamstress and can sew beautifully and they have their own little like brands as well as and little shops and stuff and um, I'm pretty basic I'm better at taking photos yeah. <laughs> with Dusty Creek in the beginning um, most of the factories for trucker caps are overseas however there's a lot of um, lot of Asian countries in like the islands like Vietnam mm. and stuff that you can get stuff made in it they're like ethical and family run shows and we try to source our bulk manufacturing from places like that so if you're going to make like 800 hoodies or 500 t-shirts you can't get them all made here however I've found ways to um, support Australian business through um, purchasing blank shirts within Australia and getting them screen printed here or um, embroidered locally at our local um, Reynolds or Golders and stuff so we do I, I really work hard to like even up the ship yeah. if you know what I mean if I have to import lots of stuff I try to buy lots here or find local creatives I'm like I don't have any time can you make me some earrings right oh, cool so make connection with the Australian brands though and the Australian designers because a lot of the stuff is you know Australian designed and then they're the bands the brands look Australian mm, it's very hard if you look at the tag on any of the clothes in your cupboard there's a guaranteed the ones you thought were Australian made are actually just designed here mm. like myself we design everything we can here but you just can't manufacture mm. here and I hope one day I can change that because I struggled in the beginning because I was like Australian made Australian made you you, unless you get there and cut it out and yeah. sew it yourself and you make one garment in like an hour and a half, mm. you can't source 800 of those yeah. with your time. So I find that there's a lot of people doing um, unique things on a small scale with a higher-end market and they can make those items and sell them for 150 mm. 200 bucks for a shirt and that market of people are going to buy that. But my market of people are hard and fast young ones. They want a T-shirt for 45 mm. bucks. They don't want to pay $75 like it mm. would be made in Australia. So most of them are pretty happy to pay. Hi, Rob McConkie with you as the Happy Hacker Heads West in 2022. Today we're chatting with the founder and owner of Dusty Creek, Jess Townsend. You mentioned your family. Now, uh, your family, have you mentioned the fact that your mum is Australian, your dad's American, you mentioned the family are all good at sewing. Yes. What's your connection in your family and your connection to, to Roma and the Northern Territory? Well, it's really funny. After I came to Roma, I found out my mum's side was from down this way. My my mum's family, um, the Fogarty's, um, they travelled from Queensland to the Territory oh, would have been, have to have been the 50s because mum wasn't born. Mm. But my grandfather, Lloyd Fogarty, worked for ACO at Caldervale near Tambo. And um, so my great-grandfather, this is Mick Fogarty, and uh, he was offered a job at a Vern station 
Um, and he said, radio, but not without my sons. So they brought their sons and wives, and that's where my grandma, and they travelled to the Territory, and they ran a Vern station. I'm not going to say a number because I'll get it wrong, I'm sure, but many, 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 many years. Mm. And um, uh, my mum was born there at a Vern. She was married there. They... Um, um, Averne Station had so many backstories. That's for another time, though, but not many managers last. So my grandfather lasted there for at least 30 years. I thought it was 20 to 30 years. Um, and then my grandparents um, bought the Timber Creek Roadhouse, and they've only just recently left there. Um, many people who know Camille Fogarty, they would have I heard know. her on the ABC I radio. Know. She's 85, and she yeah. was a go-to person for ABC radio. Uh, she inspires me so much, my grandma. So um, Grandma Fogarty, not only was she the historian for Timber Creek, she ran she ran the, um, the little museum there from what I um, know for so long. Every diary she's had for 50-odd years donated to the historical society people. Mm. But she was also a big... Um, had a big um, role to play for the weather. She's done the weather in Timber Creek, literally, like she's 80-something and she like has been using computers and phones for years because that's what she, like the weather. She was always so technologically savvy for a grandma. And um, but she was the she's a glue for our family in that respect. She made a boiled the billy and had smoko and all the, anybody around Timber Creek family would all go to grandma's and have like, have smoko and stuff. Yeah. And, um, no, she was an amazing historian. I, I guess why she inspires me is um, a woman on the land is, like, the things they have to do and the, the family they have to keep together and the, the pioneering spirit. I imagine her barefoot making damper in, like, a tin shed when they first got to Vern. Like, did they have a house? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. things that, like, the, 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 tr the travel north. Can you imagine mm. back in the 50s travelling from Queensland to the Territory? And, like, I just think of the um, challenges they faced then compared to now. So I know I've got, like, fancy clothes and I, I make, like, like nice blouses for people now, but when I create my products or I design my shirts or... Or, I, or I, I put so much thought into it and the inspiration from the women um, in my family and what they went through and was it cotton, is it shaped like this? And you know what I mean? They all, it all, I think about everything and I think a lot about both my grandmas and, and the way they were brought up and, um, and the styles they wore back then. So I just feel that um, they did things so differently. I love, I love um, our pioneers and they did it tough. And your grandfather was an American and he drove from Melbourne in a taxi to the Northern Territory? I think it was Melbourne, forgive, for, uh, if I got that wrong, but definitely you had to come in on a boat from somewhere and then uh, my great-grandfather caught a taxi to North Queensland then to the Territory looking for land. So as um, Dad's family was from Florida, they were swamp people, so they didn't mind a bit of water around. So when they when they went north, um, Queensland did look great, North Queensland that was. And then when they got to the Territory, there was a lot of country that was sort of unutilised because it was underwater half the year because mm. of the wet season. And um, old great-granddaddy saw an opportunity in that and purchased a large holding named Stapleton Station Oh, they had a huge impact on the cattle industry and the territory um, and bringing, like, airboats and things like that. But um, there was a big pile of kids there too. Everybody brought their kids, all big family. And um, Stapleton was, like, split up into different stations and LaBelle and Shiloh and Weltry and Kira and Wongai. Um, yes, yeah, a fair, fair bit of family still around there. 
So you still feel really connected to the Territory? Oh, very. And I know it sounds crazy because I'm 3,000 k's away, but I've done that 3,000 k's 22 times. I I drive home every year and I I miss my home so much. And I feel that when I created this brand, I I wanted to create a road to home. It's like building a bridge, I should say. It builds a bridge to where I'm from and where I'm at. And even though I want to be up there and I'm here in Roma for my daughter, I built this brand that's going to connect me to home. And even though I miss my home so bad Mm. and um, I miss my family every day, this gives me an opportunity to communicate and network on a level that celebrates it, but I don't miss it as much because I kind Mm. of still feel like I'm there, but I'm not. But when I get to drive home and then when I have to leave, there's always tears involved. I want to talk about Rome as a place to do business, a place to grow up, and a place that encourages young people. You're at a, a, a school expo, a careers expo. What was your message to young people in, in Roma? I love having the opportunity to inspire and innovate young people because I feel like that's where it starts. Our youth is our next generation and it's very important to me to um, to help where I can with that. So I was very um, honoured to be able to have a chat to the kids there the other day. My biggest message is to to stay true to you and if you've got a passion and you've got like a burning desire to do something, don't let anyone stop you from chasing that. You might have to go and slog hard yards doing some boring job for a while to get there. But um, never give up on that passion. So my dream was all, I've had so many dreams and I kind of took me 20 years to get them into effect and because I lost belief in myself. I lost belief in my path. I let the stresses of life and motherhood and divorce and all these Mm -hmm. things slow down those dreams. But I want to try and help um, inspire others because I started with nothing and I created something and so can you. And you don't have to have it all together. Don't wait for perfect. Just do the best you can with what you've got. And I've did that. I'm a living example of that and that it's never too late. I'm 40 in six months and I I still am a big kid and those that know me know that I have more energy than most of the 21-year-olds they know because I... Oh, life is just too awesome and I want to live it to the absolute full and I want to show my daughter that she can do whatever she wants. I want her to see a mum that is um, taking the baton and running with it, that I'm completely unstoppable and that if you really, really want something bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes. And she's got probably a great mentor in me because she can see that mum makes the bread and I didn't wait for a white knight because I don't think there's any such thing. He didn't come riding in on his horse, so I just did it myself. <laughs> and Dusty Creek, where to from here? Mate, there is so much in the pipeline. So the last thing I expected when I did Dusty Creek photography and then made some trucker caps was that I was going to actually create a clothing brand. But I feel that everything happens for a reason. And and when the teachers are re- students ready, the teachers are peers. And like as I'm growing as a business owner and then grow, growing as a brand, I'm also like my dreams are getting bigger. And I think that we learn, we, we, we're taught to just dull ourselves. We're taught to don't get dream, think too big. Don't get too excited. Oh no, you, you won't get there too soon. I just think go to town, man. Like there is no limit. We're going to go to the States in the next couple of years. We're going to push Dusty Global. We really, really want to share, I don't know, the Aussie style, I guess, like our Aussie trucker caps, but our we're pretty cool people. We're very different. We're very happy-go-lucky. We've got a charm about us in Australia, especially the territory. That's we're last frontier of Australia in a way. You know what I mean? That territory, 
a happy-go-lucky. I want to share that with the world. And I want to, I don't know, ripple a bit of change and make a bit of a difference wherever I go. And if it makes people smile and they've got a cool cap and it makes their day and they look deadly, I'm happy. I've done my job. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Jess Townsend's story. You can catch her online at Dusty Creek or in her boutique in Roma. Mm-hmm.